0: It's time for Rhema for Today.
1: I tell the story many times about John Lake. John Lake says in some of his sermons, you know, that when he was 10, 12-year-old boys, his daddy, you know, and sort of liked to experiment around, you know, in the area of uh, science and chemicals and different things. and They had a little, he and the neighbor farmer had a makeshift lab set up in the barn. And so one Saturday, they were going into town to get something else. They was experimenting around. And so he said to John, don't go near that barn. Don't you go in the barn. Well, of course, you don't tell a 10 or 12-year-old kid not to do anything. You know, until you get out of sight, he's going to be doing it. That's the reason you don't want to tell your people, don't do this and don't do that, because they'll all do it. Because most of them are just kids, or spiritually
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, The Secret to My Success, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Brother Hagen for today's message.
1: Now here in the sixth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, when they... In, those days the number of the disciples increased and there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the day of administration. Then it says that the twelve, that's the apostles, you see, called the multitude of the disciples of them and said it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Uh, has nothing to do, well, in a way it does too, but Here's a little side thought. It's just simply not reason that those in the ministry should leave the Word of God and get into secular things. Spend your time with a lot of other things. And even in a lot of things connected with the church. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men, number one of honest report, Number two, full of the Holy Ghost, and number three, wisdom. Now get this, whom we may appoint over this business. That is really the only business that the early church had right at this time because they didn't have any church buildings. The only business they had was they had all things common. People sold their possessions, gave them the money. These people handled that. Gave out to people in the daily ministration. They had all things common. Are you listening to me? They were saying it's not reason, in other words, they weren't going into secular business, but it's not reason that we should be tied up with taking care of this business and neglect the Word of God. Look you out seven men among you of honest report and full of the Holy Ghost whom we may appoint over this business. It's not reason that the minister should spend his time running the business of the church. It's going to weaken his ministry, weaken the anointing, keep him out of the Word of God, he needs to look out among his congregation those of honest report full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom whom may he may appoint or the church as a whole. May the saying please the whole group of people. I'll not comment further about that but there's a lot you can give there. Notice the next verse. But we will give ourselves continually. Occasionally, once in a while we'll do it. No, continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. We'll give ourselves continually to this. And the minister should do that, whether he's a pastor, evangelist, whatever his calling is. If he's going to be successful, he's not going to be full of faith without giving himself continually to the Word of God. Now, Let's go on reading, however. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Then it goes on to list the names of six other men, among them Philip. He later on became an evangelist. But now skip down to the eighth verse. And Stephen, remember the other verse said, a man, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Now, all seven of these men are full of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said so. All seven of them are. And yet you don't have any record where any of the rest of them until God called Philip to be an evangelist, where any of the rest of them, not here at least, any of them, worked any miracles or did any wonders. And yet they're all full of the Holy Ghost. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're full of power. You can't be full of the Holy Ghost without being full of power. We in the Pentecostal movement, you see, I, I gathered that impression from them when I came among them. Well, if the Holy Ghost, if the power is there, it'll work. If it don't work, because the power is not present. That's not it at all. you got to have something besides power to get the job done. you got to have faith. I tell the story many times about John Lake. John Lake says in some of his sermons, you know, that when he was 10, 12-year-old boys, his daddy, you know, and Sort of like to experiment around, you know, in the area of uh, science and chemicals and different things. And they had a little, he and the neighbor farmer had a makeshift lab set up in the barn. And so one Saturday they were going into town to get something else. They was experimenting around. And so he said to John, don't go near that barn. Don't you go in the barn. Well, of course, you don't tell a 10 or 12 year old kid not to do anything. You know, until you get out of sight, he's going to be doing it. That's the reason you don't want to tell your people, don't do this and don't do that because they'll all do it. Because most of them are just kids, or spiritually speaking, you know, they'll want to see it as bad as you said it was. One church I pastored during World War II, a fellow came and and he was he was full of gospel, but he was not of our particular persuasion, and he put up a tent right between me and neighboring is three miles away, a mile and a half from me and a mile and a half from him. And I knew something about the man's ministry. I had a good healing ministry, got people healed. I didn't agree with his theology. You can be right in your heart and wrong in your head, you know. And some way or another, God looks at your heart, you know. And so my neighboring pastor one day said to me, what are you going to do about that tent meeting? They're putting that tent up. They're going to have that tent meeting right there between us, you know. I said, I'm not going to do a thing in the world about it. What are you going to do about it? Well, he said, I'm going to get up Sunday and forbid my people to go. I said, you're very foolish because just as sure as you forbid them to go, they'll all go. He said, what are you going to do? I said, he's no threat to me. Well, I said, what competition is a mule bar to a grocery store? I, I'm feeding my people. Amen. He's no threat to me. I'm not, I'm not even going to mention that he's there. I'm just going to ignore him. Well, yeah, you said, What if your people go? I said, I expect them to. Well, you mean you're not going to tell them not to go? I said, Certainly not. Well, you don't agree with him? I said, Certainly
0: not.
1: Uh, he forbid his people to go. He lost seven of the best families he had and lost, liked to lost his property. He's making big payments on a new brick church. Well, St. New, a few years old. And, and just like these were the best financial people. I never lost a member. It got pretty hot in some of my folks. I just made one announcement on Sunday morning. I said, folks, people have asked me about is it all right to go to the tent meeting over here. I said, uh, we have services here Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. When we have service, I expect you to be here. If we're not having services, you know, this is America's during World War II, you know. I said, Mr. Mussolini is going to die and get killed. I didn't know within a week he would, but he did. And I said, Mr. (laughs) "Mr. Hitler's not going to make it. They're not running the land. This is democracy. And you go where you want to. I'm not your dictator. You just go over there if you want to. Just have as much sense as an old cow. Eat the hay and leave the sticks. And come on back over here. I never lost a member. Every church around lost people. See, the fellow built a church out of that after, you know, and he got folks. You know, I never lost anybody. Every one of my people went. Every one of them went. Some of said, why don't you go? I said, well, I wouldn't mind going, but I, I, I'm fearful that if some saw me there, they might think I endorse all of his theology, which I don't. Well, now, God's using the man. I said, certainly is. Certainly is. Certainly is. I'd heard The year before that helped me, imaginably, we learned one another. Just the year before that happened, just the year before it happened, I heard P.C. Nelson say, last thing I ever heard him say, we called him Dad Nelson. Last thing I ever heard him say, last time I ever saw him, because within six months after then he had died and gone to be with the Lord at 70 some odd years of age. And so I heard him say, when I was Baptist, In the city of Chicago, I saw Dr. Dowey, John Alexander Dowey, in the presence of six of we denominational ministers, see. Because, see, Dowey died in 1906, so this had to be on prior to, to then. And he said, in the presence of six denominational ministers, I was Baptist, and five medical doctors. The medical doctors had brought a woman that had a malignant growth. It growed inside her mouth, but it's out here like a, like a big blue purplish eggplant, he said, over the side of her, almost as big as her head. He said, I saw Dr. Dowie say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and stripped that off of her face. And immediately the doctors examined the side of her face and said, that's just baby skin, that's like newborn baby skin, the whole side of her face. Not only heal a created miracle. Now, he said, don't tell me you can't follow the faith of a man like that. He said, you can follow now his faith, but you can't follow his doctrine. You read his doctrine, you see it's wrong. Well, you say, how in the world can a man be right in faith and wrong in doctrine? Well, you see, you can be right in your heart and wrong in your head. I mean, if God only blessed people who were always right in their head, none of us would ever get blessed. (laughs) Would we? Because I've just been sure certain things were so. In my head, come to find out they weren't in the process of time. <laughs> Amen. Are you listening to me? Now, here's what you need to see here. They chose Stephen, a man. So we know that we got our minds and, you know, the only difference between us and some folks is, some folks, you know, will make statues of the saints. You know, that you can see where, where we make m- mental statues of the saints. We've got them sitting all around everywhere. We sort of put them up in a cubicle by themselves. Nobody can tame to that. See? Well, now, if that was God, you know, they must really be something sort of superhuman.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth W. Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore, I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. This month we're offering Kenneth E. Hagen's three DVD set, Love the Way to Victory. We're also offering Lynette Hagan's slimline book, Peace. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagan's book entitled Where is God in My Storm? All these items at the special price of $45. Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.
1: Rhema Bible Training College enrolling for spring 2024. Can you believe that's hard to say that? Yes. Two,
0: zero, two, four. I know.
1: Starts in January, so go to rbtc.org slash apply, and you can apply to Rhema.
0: Tomorrow more from Kenneth E. Hagen with his teaching, The Secret to My Success. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at RAMA.org. Thanks for listening to REMA for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.